Hey guys, it's Tish. Welcome to Women Crush Wednesday, the official platform for us female business owners and entrepreneurs. A space for us to share our stories on how we're breaking generational curses and creating a new norm for our families. Each woman's story is unique and we can all learn and grow from one another. Sit back, take out your notebooks and let the journey begin. All right, you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, so excited for everybody to tune in today. Um, I have a, a recently a brand new friend with me um, on the <laughs> um, We got connected, uh, let's see, it's probably been like over a month now. Um, and, and what I like to do is um, I like to go to events. Um, I like to support people and, and when people are having, you know, um, pop-up shops or things of that nature, you know, I like to, to connect with the women there. And so a friend of mine was having a pop-up shop in Sacramento. I decided to go and, you know, support her. Um, and so as I made my rounds um, meeting the women there, um, our guest is one of the young ladies that I met. Um, we met for coffee literally the day after. <laughs> literally hit it off like right from the start um definitely a business bestie uh for sure uh so y'all yeah. welcome uh miss kenya on the line hey kenya hi how are you i am good i'm so glad for you to be on with us yes thank you for having me absolutely absolutely so this is just um this is just behind the scenes info, but Kenya is actually the last piece of the puzzle that really, uh, really made me move forward with even creating uh, Women Crush Wednesday, the podcast. Um, yes. After the conversation that we had, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do it, right? I'm yep. gonna just do it and, and literally put put things in motion literally the day after we started talking. And so um, definitely wanted you to be the first one uh, joining us. <laughs> I feel so honored. <laughs> you are, girl. You are special. So, yes, I definitely had to make sure you were first. Um, so why don't you go ahead and just tell us who you are? Okay, awesome. Well, my name is Kenya Franklin, and I am the owner of, um, excuse me, Juice by Kenya. Um, it's a juicing company that I started. I actually had this vision really two, almost two years ago. Um, I rode into a plant-based nutrition course at Kasumas River College in uh, my area. And I just was super, I was super sick and I just had an interest in health, but holistic healing. And so just with me doing that, I just, you know, I took the course. I actually was in the farms doing sustainable agriculture um, I was studying foods and just, you know, seeing how I can, you know, heal myself. I started to see results. Um, a big part of that healing, though, came from juicing. Um, I realized, like, it was amazing how, you know, you juice. I would juice in the mornings or I'd do smoothies in the mornings. And, like, I just, I felt better. Um, I, I, my skin started clearing. Um, I have an autoimmune disease. And so, like, I just started completely healing. And so I was just inspired to start Juice by Kenya. And it kind of started crazy because I actually was doing it for a friend um for her birthday i wanted to surprise my best friend at that time and um did, made her some juices and you know was juicing watermelons for, for some mimosas girl and <laughs> yes shamelessly. absolutely absolutely brunch honey 
Um, but it was crazy uh, because, like, she's like, yo, your dishes are so good. And I was just like, thank you. But I was so shy to, like, take that step forward and, like, okay, should I do this as a business? And so I pretty much from there just uh, began launching. Um, and, like, here I am now, over 3,000 bottles sold. I mean, we have, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, you have just a lot of amazing things. Like my mind is blown because I feel like every single month I'm like, oh my gosh, like we meet, I meet amazing black women. We talk about health. Um, and it's just something where I'm just excited. I'm happy. Wow. I love that so much. And so you said you've been doing this for about two years now? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, one of my questions was like the motivation behind, you know, you starting your, your business, but you definitely kind of touched on that. So it just started um, with you taking a class at mm -hmm. Christina's River and here it has grown into a profitable business. Like that's yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. I love, um, you know, hearing and, and seeing startups like that because, what I think is when most people think that, you know, they're going to start a business, they, I feel like mm -hmm. they complicate things yes. um, where they like, you know, feel like they have to do all this brainstorming or feel like they have to have the, the perfect product or the perfect mm -hmm. you know, service. And really, if you just kind of took a step back and, yes. and kind of made note to all the things that, you know, you have an interest in or things that you're good at, um, mm -hmm. Things like that could actually probably take you to the next step. I mean, this was just yeah. a class that you were taking at school. <laughs> Girl, it was it was literally a class. I know um, I have an eight-year-old, and so I, I lived in Boston for a while. And so just out there, I, it was very interesting seeing how self-conscious, like the area that I lived in was a very predominantly white area um, and just very wealthy. But I remember at that time, I'm like, there was juice bars everywhere. Mm. And, and so to come to like, you know, being from Sacramento, it's like, we don't, we don't really have access to that. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that's comfortable for black women to just walk into. And we're just like, hey, y'all, you know, and just go meet your girl at the juice bar, right? right. Um, and so I think that was what really inspired me because for two years, I really sat on this. Um, yeah, I really, I sat on it. Um, at that time I was doing, I was in a whole other industry, I was in financial services. And so it was just kind of like, okay, like, what do I want to do? I didn't know if I should hop out, you know, um, but you know, honestly, I'm happy that I took the risk. Just took yeah. that, that leap of faith. Um, yeah. And I think you just touched on something very important, um, especially mm -hmm. being in, um, in, in the black community. There are so many um, different industries that our community lacks, which means yes. there's so, um, so much area of opportunity for mm -hmm. black business owners to capitalize off of that. Um, absolutely. you are absolutely right. There are not a lot of, you know, juicing places in Sacramento. Um, when I have moved, uh, to Atlanta, they have all types of juicing bars and, and all yeah. these things. And I first saw it out here. And then mm -hmm. when I moved back to Sacramento, I noticed that there was like, you know, a few, you know, hippies mm -hmm. in Sacramento, like nectar bar or things yeah. like that, but they are very spread out and mm -hmm. they're like not convenient to where I was. So I'm like, even yeah. if I wanted them, I'm like, I'm not going to drive that far. Right, uh, to downtown. <laughs> It's yes. either downtown or, like you said, in predominantly white neighborhoods, 
Mm -hmm. um, that is just inconvenient for me to, to drive to. And so I think as an entrepreneur and especially as a black entrepreneur, I think you have to start looking in your community for the answers that you're seeking, because you got to look like, okay, well, what can make our community better? Um, Absolutely. what are we lacking? What are, what is missing here? And then mm-hmm. those are the areas um, that you can, you can grow in. Yes. So I think that that's absolutely amazing that you were able to see like, okay, well, you know, there's not a lot of people doing this that look like, mm-hmm. me. Uh, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> right. Seriously. Yes. Um, and it's amazing. You know what? Lately it's amazing. There's a lot of, I've been seeing a lot of black women are just, you know, juicing companies like we're popping up. And I'm like, yes, go queen. Yes, because queen. More <laughs> the better. Like we need for, I mean, there's McDonald's on like every street, every yeah. corner, you know, Starbucks everywhere. And I'm like, the more, the more representation that we have, honestly, the better. And we need to get out there. Absolutely. Yes. And I just, that's really why, one of the reasons why I even wanted to broadcast this podcast, because I wanted to show people in all stages of their success, whether yes. it's, you know, beginning, whether they have two, three successful businesses, mm-hmm. I want somebody who has no business to hear this and be inspired, you know, to start something of their, their very own. Um, um, I think people in our community, especially in our community, um, we tend to talk about, oh, we don't have this or we don't have that or, you know, this is an, a, a disadvantage for us. And, and we talk about mm-hmm. all the things that we don't have or we compare ourselves to other people, um, but nobody is willing to take that step to provide yes. what we don't have. And Girl. So, Yes. Nobody wants to, to make the juice bars or nobody wants to, you know, be a, a, a black doctor or a mm-hmm. black doctor. like they're just complaining about the fact right. that you don't have more right. representation there, but they're not willing to take that step to, mm-hmm. to, um, to um, close that gap. And so right. um, more uh, black women, black men, we need to take more responsibility of mm-hmm. the change that we actually want to see. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? Honestly, I will say, I think I feel like I have, especially in this pandemic, I've been seeing a lot of just black entrepreneurs coming out. Yeah. And like, so like we're here, and you know, because we have to make money. And so I think that's like the biggest blessings. It's like, you know what? It would be nice. Like, you know, in Sacramento, we have our places that we go to when we want certain things, there's certain communities in, you know, in the area where you can go on Stockton Boulevard and you have like a lot of like your Vietnamese places and things like that. And you know, the huge stores, like mm-hmm. you can go down Franklin and if you want to get like, you know, anything like they got all the Spanish stuff on Franklin. Right. So it's just kind of like, we don't, we need to keep creating and you know, it's really important to keep creating that in our community. We do have the African market, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, and just, still still expanding and still keep just still keep going you know what I'm saying so yeah I totally agree absolutely absolutely I think it's honestly been um it's been a blessing to watch and I think it's been very Mm -hmm. um inspiring to see how many entrepreneurs have emerged um Mm -hmm. you know some were forced into entrepreneurship and you know sometimes the circumstances um do suck but i'm an individual that definitely believes in divine timing um and so many people (laughs) 
you know, get caught up in our mindset where, you know, we're so scared. You know, you said you sat on your idea for two years. There's probably so many people, you know, stuck at their job that have been sitting on ideas for five years, 10 years. And, you know, this pandemic, you know, brought some of them to light where they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I have no other choice but to bet on me. (laughs) So I, I love it. I love it. I love seeing how creative people have been. Um, Speaking of the, um, the pandemic, did that affect um, Juice by Kenya? How were you affected by the pandemic? You know what? It it was kind of crazy because especially at that time I was an essential worker. And so when I started this, I was just like, okay, I don't, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I'm I'm just like, we're just going to kind of go for it. And you know what? Like, I didn't think that people were going to actually, like, hop on this. I was just like, okay, like, you know, like, we'll just see what happens. Like, we'll just go with the flow. But, like, the pandemic actually has helped my business, Mm. believe it or not. Like, I'm, it is insane. Like, I mean, just so many people, they're like, especially with the whole health and all that stuff and being Mm -hmm. holistic, it just kind of all just manifested into one. Um, But I'm thankful for that because I think, I feel with the push, it's pushed me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a learning curve for me as well. So I grew kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know, you start from zero, sell a couple bottles or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, now you have people like, Hey, we're, you know, when's the pre-orders? When's the pre-orders? You know, where are you going to be at? You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> that is a blessing. That it is a blessing. blessing. That is so exciting. Yeah. Um, Now, you did mention um, that you were um, an essential worker at the start of the pandemic. And one thing that really intrigued me when we first met um, was the (laughs) fact that, you know, you actually got your first job at what, 24? How old were you when you decided to actually get a job in corporate America? A job job, girl. (laughs) I think, you know what, I had my son at 23. Okay. Um, and then it was around, I would say, yeah, like 24-ish, 25, okay. yeah. Yeah. Guys, Kenya got her first job at 24. <laughs> I, like, I used to work little things. <laughs> no, 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 look. Now, not, no, 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 is like a social experiment in itself. So I want you to tell us, one, I want you to, let's like take it a step back. Mm-hmm. Was it growing up with your parents who were in network marketing? Because you actually saw them um, yeah. go from nothing to something and actually grow a successful business. So how did that affect you um, having entrepreneurial parents? Girl, well, first off, shout out to my parents. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like I hope they watch. She's like, Mama, I made it. No. <laughs> um, but no, ser- okay. So my mom and dad, um, they started their business in nineteen. Oh my god, nineteen eighty No, nineteen ninety eight, ninety three. Excuse me. Um, my mom and dad. My dad, uh, you know, just kind of worked and you know, just did jobs here and there. My mom was a nurse. Um, and so they started a, um, 
working in the financial services industry and doing like network marketing and all that stuff. And so I remember when we started, I will, when they started rather, <laughs> but I remember we had nothing. And my dad would just come home and he would just sell like a dream. He would like tell me like, this is what I'm about to do. This is where we're about to go. Like, you know, he had like his little thing, like the first 50 grand, like I make my first, you know, and then it went to a hundred grand. Then it went to 200 grand. But it was very interesting because I saw my parents, they had to, they let go of this corporate life structure and it, they, and they use motivation of owning their time, being an entrepreneur and making, they, they believed in unlimited income. Mm -hmm. And so for me growing up around that, it was very interesting because like, you know, I always went to private schools and all that good stuff. But you know, my dad had a Mitsubishi, my mom had a Honda, you know what I'm saying? And so like, it just seemed like almost every single year, like next thing you know, my mom has a Lexus. Next thing you know, daddy got a new rose. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, I'm traveling, you know, and getting stamps, I'm 14, you know, getting stamps on, on passports. But it was very interesting because I watched my mom and dad with their mindset. Mm. Like they literally were all in they hopped all in and they believed. And that was just something that was very interesting to me because it's like, you know, corporate America is very comfortable sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to, and my, my mom was making a hundred grand already. So for her to like literally say like, you know what, I'm tired of this and I'm ready to move and own my time and own my life. That was a lot, but it was a step for all of us because it was different. There was times when they were grinding and they'd pick me up from school early sometimes. I'd get in the car with them and we would go down to Santa Rosa and we were building a business out there. Um, we were building businesses in Tracy, but I saw firsthand what it was. I saw them get ready. I saw the preparation. I saw the affirmations every single morning. Um, I saw the positivity. I mean, I was reading rich dad, poor dad, you know, like, you know, like my future yeah. life. <laughs> my dad would read like John Maxwell I actually have uh, his book it's somewhere on my on my bookshelf but I was probably like only maybe 14 13 and he signed my book uh, one of the first books that I read was Failing Forward and because I watched my parents they were changing their mindset so it changed me so it, it almost made me it didn't almost make me it made me a believer to know that I can start anything that I want mm -hmm. and travel tribulations came with that but you know they kept it pushing they kept it moving you know, and that's why I have like on my slogan uh, for my business, it's the movement, because like it's literally they created a movement and they just would not let up, mm -hmm. you know. And okay. so, yeah, but that like totally I got flushed with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Girl, I just you are a network marketing baby. Oh, my God. Network. We call we call ourselves second gen. We, I am definitely a second gen. You know what? And my parents are so happy. And it was different. When I told them I was going to start my own business, they were just kind of like, what, why? <laughs> you know, in a sense, but I get it because they're just like, we built this and we want you to come and, you know, take over. But for me, it was just important. This is my passion. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. But like when I did get my first job, my dad would just kind of be like, wow. But he, I had to kind of feel the real world, you know? Uh -huh. And, um, you know, it took me a while. I think after having my child and I went through so many struggles, especially being a single mother. But one thing I realized is like, there's nothing like being an entrepreneur. There's nothing like owning your time. As a single mom, we have to be in these classes for our kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
And so it's like, you know, when you're working eight to five and then you're getting off and rushing and you don't even see the teacher, you don't even see, you barely see your kid dropping them off, you know? And yeah. so that's what really like inspired me to like leave the corporate life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, what were some of the things, cause you know, I'm sure you, it's, it's just so crazy to me because, you know, you see people on social media always complaining about their job and you literally mm-hmm. could not relate at all. Now, <laughs> when, when you did actually start working, was it as bad as people make it seem or what were, what were your thought processes when you first started working your job? Oh, girl. It just, it was like, it's still like, first of all, and if any of my friends that know me, it like... They'd be like, Kenya, they're like, you know, because I'd be like, am I going to work today? <laughs> you know, and I would be, or, you know, I would do things like, whoa, like 30 minute lunches were like, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm used to going to Nordstrom's for lunch, you know, rest in peace Nordstrom's and Sag. But there's like, you know, there's a, a lunch, a little diner upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um but it was very interesting. Um, the job that I actually uh, did work, it was very interesting to me because a lot of those women started at 18. And so when I was the, where I was working at, um, they started when they were 18 and they've been there for 26, 30 years. And that just scared the shit out of me, to be honest. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I, I don't think like you're driving the same place, the same route, girl, the same microwave food, you know, the same stress. And I'm not even, I'm not even bashing anyone that works a job because I get it. But like, it, it's just, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. And I think that for me, I just knew that that's not the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what kind of really made, launched me into stepping out. It wasn't good for my mental health either. <laughs> I can attest to that one right there. Yes. Now, what are five reasons that you know that you couldn't stay in the corporate life once you got a taste of it and you knew like, okay, I'm, I, I gotta get juiced by Kenya up and running full throttle yeah. because this ain't the life for me. Number one for me was racism. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. When you're like, and I think that is something that's very different because like, you know, you know, my parents, you know, we, they have two franchises. And so I'm used to seeing like, you know, a lot of encouraging and all that, but there was just a lot of racism and it was very underlined. Mm. And so I think for me, that's number one, especially being a black woman, because it's like, when you do speak about this, then it's your dramatic, your emotional right you know, and then like, oh, take a day off. But it's like, no, because there's, <laughs> there's literally like underlying racism. It's there and you can literally feel it. So that was a lot. Um, number two for me is the pay. Yeah. Like the whole bi-weekly thing, like that's just like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, <laughs> you know, what I'm, and cause like when you're, you know, like it's, it's a I lot, mean, you know, I mean, was it appreciated? Absolutely. But then when you kind of like, level down and you sit at, and look at your paycheck and you're like, okay, look, like I was exchanging 20, $20 for my time an hour. Right. And then when you really look at it and then after taxes, it's depressing, Girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like this is, this is not it. And so that's what really launched because I'm like, okay, if I'm replacing my income on weekends, bi-weekly on weekends, then there's no way that I'm not going to like take this thing and just go a hundred percent with it. So I think it was just that. Um, and 
I think it was just, I, it was that. So that's two. Gosh, number three. Um, time. Yeah. Owning your time. You know, like working 40 hours, especially in a pandemic and being an essential worker, (laughs) working 40 hours in a week is just like, when you really think about that and seeing like, how do you even maintain your mental health? Right. As a single mother, like, of course we're stressed out. Mm -hmm. And so that's something where I'm just like, no, like I have to earn my time and make the uh, more money. And I started realizing that the more time I have, the more money I've been making, you know what I'm saying? Amen. Um, gosh, that's, that's three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, four, I would say traveling. <laughs> that was honestly, that was one of mine. I'm like, how can I, it, you know what, for me, it was me having to ask another grown adult if I can go somewhere. Like, that, that's what it was for me. I'm like, oh Girl. no. <laughs> You know, or like, and and then when you ask them, they're just like, oh, well, do you have PTO? And then when you tell them that you have PTO, they're like, well, do you want to use, you don't want to use all your PTO, Kenya. And it's just like, (laughs) whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, like, what the heck is going on here? Like, I just, you know, and so it's like, they're literally, and then it's like, oh, well, so-and-so is going to be off this day. So you can't take that week off. And it's almost kind of like a sense of like, okay, this is a lot of control. Yeah. Mm. This is a lot of, like, they have a job, some of these jobs have a lot of control over your life. And I just did not, I couldn't. That's, and I eventually stopped. I just would be like, oh, I'm just not coming in today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, okay. Because when you, like, why go, you know what I'm saying? Like, why go yeah. explain to someone that's going to literally try to tell you, do you have PTO? And then yeah. after do you have PTO, it's like, well, you're using a lot of your PTO. So it's like, how can you win? And yeah. then if you, say, if you say I'm taking a mental health day, then they're just like, you know, yeah. can we get some? <laughs> can we get some documentation for that, please? Like, girl, and you know, I always have the documentation. Okay, I'd be mean, like, do you now? Okay, so because you have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely. Well, I would talk to, just to piggyback, I would talk to my parents about it. I remember they went to Bahamas right back in February, right? Um, or February or January, they're in Bahamas, and my dad was like, "Oh, do you want to come?" And I was like. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and my grandmother, she passed away in February. And so after that, my parents actually flew to Bahamas. And I think that's when it hit me. Cause it's like, my grandma has just passed away. That was like my life. She was my heart. And when she passed away, it was very interesting. Cause it's like, here's my mom and dad. They flew to Bahamas just to kind of get just relief, you know? And here I am like, trying to get my grievance letters in Mm. and I think for me that was a that was enough that was truly enough yeah so I yes actually I had a very similar similar thing with me um when uh my grandmother passed and it was just a hot mess honestly you know I had to you know go back to California I was you know in Atlanta at the time and Mm -hmm. like you almost don't even get to process your grief because you're Mm -hmm. so concerned with making sure all your I's and are dotted and all your T's are crossed for Mm -hmm. a job that literally does not care. So does not care at all. Um, One thing that I will say about my mom, you know, she's um, always had a job, but Mm -hmm. for us, like family, 
was always number one. And so I remember having, I, got, I think I got my first job after high school at like 17, 18. And so I remember, you know, I think I, I worked at like Taco Bell in the, in the mall. And so yeah. we, would to, um, we would go to my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving and Christmas and, you know, just the struggle of trying to, you know, get those days off with Black Friday, working retail. Girl. And, you know, it was very difficult. And my mom basically told me, she was like, you're going, it, it really doesn't matter. So either, you know, they're going to get it filled or you're just not going to go. And so I think mm -hmm. that having that mentality, like one, these jobs don't care about you. No. You have to prioritize the things that actually matter to you and family mm -hmm. is always number one. And so if you need to get docked some points because you're going to go spend Thanksgiving with your family, then you just got to, yeah. you just got to take the points because yeah. you're not going to get that time back and Girl, you're, you know, not. you're not going to get it back. There's a lot of times when it came to family events that I had to miss when I was in college, cause I was working two jobs, going to school and all that will always be on my heart by, you know, right. me not being able to take that time off and, and spend time with my family. So it's like the time that you do have with your family, you have to hold, hold that dear and you can't let yes. them get in the way of that. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, even being a single mom, I was telling one of my friends the other day, I'm just like, I've just been learning to maximize my time. And so it's just like being a single mom, even if it's down to like, when I come home, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, but I don't want to spend half of it, you know, cause you only get what three hours after working a job. Yeah. <laughs> this time you have to cook, do yeah. all that. So I would do things where it's like, Hey, I have my house clean. So then that maximizes my time with my child. You know what I'm saying? Or maximize, it maximizes my time to build my business, to check in and see like what's going on. And yeah. so like, I realized just that I'm like, you know what, like, this is what, how I knew that like corporate America is just not, it's not for me. And yeah. I respect people that work there. I really do. And we need people that, you know, but for me, I just know personally, it's not, it's not on, I can't. And especially like, if I get one more phone call from my family, be it in Bahamas <laughs> and Jamaica, and while I'm at a job and my dad's just like, how you doing? I'm, I'm on screen. <laughs> I'm a yes. Now, yeah. when we talked, when we had our initial first conversation, when we had that coffee date, you mm -hmm. were on contract. And I think you had, I think maybe like a oh. month left of your job. So you're officially done. Girl, you're an entrepreneur now, right? I feel like one of the little, the little wives or something like that. Like just waiting. It's like I got my little cup of coffee. My son's sleep. I'm going to wake him up in a little bit, take him to school, you know? <laughs> it's beautiful yes yeah. so yeah. like now I am completely full-time just juicing um it I think this makes it makes I'm just happy oh I love it's it. the happy and it's so like you know I had to prep for this this was a lot you know what I'm saying and, and it's been a lot for everyone but like now it's just like I'm I woke up, burned some incense, have all my candles burning, oh, like affirmations, <laughs> you know, try to turn a little air kabadzu, you know, yes, make a little, little sandwich and just a little ginger shot. But it's just, yes, like it feels good. But yeah. at the, I, I know for this month, especially of November, it's a lot of like, I have to like completely let that go. So I'm like giving myself time to just process what I went through it's like a yeah. trauma yeah, <laughs> you literally know trauma the trauma of corporate America <laughs> oh yes so yeah um that well congratulations I'm super, super 
super excited for you, super proud of you. Now, there is one thing that you had mentioned, and I don't want anybody, I don't want it to go over anybody's head because um, you briefly said it. And I want you to, to speak on this because you're literally like one of the only people that are like my age who I've ever heard do this. And you actually pay somebody to clean your house. Like, yeah, have a little people <laughs> like, do things that are tedious to you. And I think I just recently learned that um, at a mm-hmm. conference that I went to um, this January um, with Bob Proctor. He said, you know, you need to pay people to do the things that Yes, need to spend time doing, and you're the Absolutely. first young person that I've seen <laughs> do that. And I was like, okay, the networking marketing parents, because I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Girl. <laughs> Girl, yes, I think I, my mom, I think she definitely was the one. Some mom would be like, oh no, we're gonna get somebody to do that. Like, we got, we gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I think especially for me being a single mother. Like, it just, like, I don't do well with clutter. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and when whenever, like, I'm, like, disorganized or, like, I just feel like things aren't right, then I get completely stressed out and just my whole zen, my energy is off. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I just have, I have someone come in, um, you know, once, twice a month, and they just do a whole deep cleaning. They wash all of the clothes, all of that stuff, so that my son's clothes are hung up in the closet, my clothes are hung up, my bathrooms are clean. Um kitchen clean and then that way I'm just able to come home and just chill and rest I do clean yeah (laughs) (laughs) I do clean I do cook but I just don't I'm not gonna spend a Saturday vacuuming the floor you know and mopping and that that you know because Saturdays for me at eight o'clock I'm trying to be at somebody's brunch yeah you know what I'm saying and take a nice walk downtown and do you know do whatever my son he's in karate so I don't have time to clean all the time yeah and so I just learned that you know pay pay people for the things that you don't want to do and you don't have to feel especially being a black woman Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we feel guilty yeah because we're just like I'm Mm -hmm. an independent I don't need anybody cleaning my house you know what I'm saying (laughs) you know and it's just like yes I do like you know my own car I will take it to Mazda to get it maintenance but I'm not physically actually doing the maintenance I need a loaner car as y'all maintenance in it you know what I'm saying and that's the same thing that's the that's just how I have chosen to live my life and it's honestly if you if breaking it down and like looking at my budget it's like I spend that money on all kinds of crap yeah you see what I'm saying so I know that I have the the little budget there to do it mm-hmm. and it's made my life like beautiful my boyfriend he didn't like he was just like I, I don't really see you clean <laughs> <laughs> oh wait oh my god that's a whole other podcast yeah, right. I'm, like, I'm like we good over here son unless you want to come over here and clean stuff right. like, we are good you know? sir right. but it's like no you did, you're not marrying her right <laughs> so I think it all comes down to perspective and Mm -hmm. I think you touched on something really good like you spend that money elsewhere um Mm -hmm. and so you know even with me and what I do and you know we teach people financial literacy you know we teach people about investing and it's really just getting them to see that that Mm -hmm. money is going to be spent anyway you're gonna be buying shoes you're gonna be buying clothes you're gonna be buying bundles you're gonna be buying 
why not take that money and invest it into yourself? Why not take that money and do something that's going to save your mental health? Like, like, why not? Yes. No, seriously. Like, I just want to come home and, like, I do have a project now that I I am working on, which is my patio. Uh-huh. And so I'm doing a whole little zen patio and stuff okay. like that. You know what I'm saying? And so yes. I have, but it's just like, I can't do that if my whole house is messy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It becomes fun instead of, yes. like, an actual mental, like, stress. Like, oh, my God, I have to clean my house. Now it's like fun let me go to Home Depot fun let me go to Hobby Lobby and I get to you know make me a new patio and it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like as black people in general I think we need to get out of the the perspective that we have to struggle like in all areas yeah things can be easy um all we have to do is make the choice to have it be easier may you exactly Will you have to pay sometimes? Absolutely. But we have right. to change our mindset to, to, to be that that's okay. Like, I'm going to, I will pay for convenience any day. Like, any day. any day I'm dropping coins to be, to be like, I, I like things to be easy. And, mm-hmm. and we have to get in the habit of normalizing luxury. We have to normalize convenience. Right for us as a community, because mm-hmm. other people are not struggling. Other people are literally living life and we just feel like we have to go through some traumatic experience all the time right. or be on the struggle bus every day mm-hmm. when that is not the case at all. Like you need to make your life easier. <laughs> yes, and I feel like as black women, like we have completely, like we already pay for maintenance. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I think things like, oh, getting your house clean, we don't think that as a maintenance. We think that as, as work. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, get, we get our hair done. We get our nails done. You know, yeah. that's a maintenance. Yeah. And so, put, add, I'm telling you, add some cleaning. Get your house clean in that maintenance plan. Girl, you're going to be feeling life. so good. You, it, it's a life changer. It is a life changer. And, like, you, my mom, she's just like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm. I'm, I'm able to be out on the go yeah. because, you know, so yeah. Then you have time to grow your business. You have time Absolutely. to put yourself in different spaces to meet new um, people, to yes. network with different people. You ain't got to spend a whole Saturday cleaning. You can spend a whole Saturday being at a shop. You can, be, you can spend a yes. whole Saturday networking with people, getting your mm-hmm. name out there, especially since you're still in the, the launching phase of your Oh, my God. yeah. Yeah. That is, that is big. Now being somebody who has, um, who has, you know, done the job thing, um, Mm -hmm. what, why do you think it's important that everybody should kind of have their own personal business as a backup plan to Mm -hmm. their corporate life? If that's the life that they choose to, to, to live and that's totally fine. But why do you think somebody should have, um, their own personal business as like a plan B? Right. Um, I, I believe that people should have their personal business as a plan B, um, even if it's a hobby, a passion project, or, you know, just, just, it's a, for me, I'm super big on mental health. And I just feel like it doesn't have to be something that's just like, oh, I'm going to want to be out here and become a millionaire off this business. But it can just, just do something to have a plan B because you just never know. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And like, it's always good, especially having a child, it's always good to be an example 
and show them that you're building a business because you may like I know like for me like my son he may be like mommy I want to go to college and you know get the good job and all that and that's fine but show them something different like show them more than just working like show them that like look it we're doing entrepreneurship or you know support black businesses but I think it's important because like again the pandemic like opened up Mm. everybody's eyes and like having plan b has helped a lot Mm -hmm. because if i didn't have this plan b uh, some things could have changed for me yeah you know or it wouldn't have made me want to leave my job even more (laughs) and i i agree with you 110 percent. i mean how i knew i needed to start making um create my exit plan was just when i would just cry before going to work (laughs) like i mean I mean, I have had countless moments with my boyfriend when I was in Atlanta. And I mean, mm-hmm. I would just be hyperventilating, like crying. Like, oh, yeah. So, and I mean, it was just a hot mess. Like, I mean, just the, the mental like trauma of just going to work, yeah. working for 12 hours. You know, I'm Ooh. in the, the service industry, the customer service industry. You know, people just, are trash sometimes and like (laughs) be on the other side of that like it was traumatic and I mean even on the days where you know things aren't even easy I'm thankful for all the hard days when it comes to entrepreneurship because there is not a there is nowhere in this world that I would rather be than like right here right now just like having the freedom to move I mean I literally picked up and and changed states because like just having the time freedom to to be able to do that and it's it's like there's no price that you can put on that I mean Mm. even if I was broke I'm like I'm still about to get it out the mud and and do this entrepreneur life because there ain't no way that I'm going back to another job there is no way seriously I've had you know this last job that I had it, it was a very traumatizing for me. <laughs> oh <laughs> I hope are I, I'm very sarcastic, but no, seriously, no, seriously, no. It was very traumatizing because I dealt with that. I dealt with like not wanting to go to work, having panic attacks. For me, yeah. I know my triggers are as soon as I'm triggered, I'm sh- I shut down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But how can you shut down when you still gotta go to work? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like I'll be here feeling like I'm sitting I'm just you know just the ticking bomb ready to just explode you know and so yeah I get it like it's a lot like it it took a lot out on my mental health and it wasn't really necessarily the job that I was doing it was the people that I had to deal with and it's the people because they were so comfortable (laughs) you know what I'm saying and (laughs) you know like they were were comfortable and critical Mm, they were critics. You see what I'm saying? Right there. Oh, word. Be and critical. Okay. And so, like, when you, and here I am, I'm a very, like, happy person. And so here I am, like, good morning, everyone. And they're just looking at, like, you annoy them. You annoy yeah, them yeah. that you're happy. Girl. Girl. You know, they're like, you're always coming in with coffee and a hello. You know, and I'm just like, well, yeah. Because I don't want to be like you guys. Because you, I'm. I know in that office, 
a lot i worked with a lot of great people i really did but there were some women who probably had other dreams but ended up settling because this was a comfort for them mm-hmm. you know because you get used to getting that same paycheck yeah not too high not too low like right in the middle so that you can stay there right and you know but you convince yourself that okay well i have full benefits so that i know i have a good job yeah. but it's like it was for me it's like i don't want to sell my soul to benefits yeah you know what I'm saying? And I just, I don't want to sell my soul and be mean to people because, or just start little stuff or be petty to people because yeah. that's your environment. And so I realized that it's environment truly matters. I'd rather be by myself yeah, with myself before I'm in an office with a bunch of negative people because then it starts to get on you. Yeah, And then eventually you become the rooted and then yeah. you start to bloom with them. And so for me, it's just like, any woman, and like I said, everybody needs a job. You know, I mean, if you if you have to work, go ahead, but have your plan B. Because Absolutely. when people piss you off, I've seen it with my own eyes. Like people, they will sit there and sit, if if the stock market if the stock market keeps crashing, if the <laughs> if the banks were like we are closed, at the end of the day, you still gonna need a part time a plan B. Yeah. Period. And so it's just like, just build it. And I don't care if it's selling roses on Sundays, like on the corner, just do it because you just never know. Nothing is forever. This life isn't forever. And these jobs are not forever. You are an employee ID. You see what I'm saying? And when you leave, (laughs) when you leave, it's going to say terminated. You right. know, and so it's like, why not leave on your terms? Yeah. Why not control life on your terms? So that was really the inspiring part for me wanting to leave because like I, I have to have that freedom. Mm-hmm. I have to have like, I, you know, it, it was for my mental health and it was for, but now it's for my business yeah. because I'm, you know, I want to be able to juice black women up and inspire other people, you know? Yeah. That, that sounds like an event title. I, I like that. Hey, okay, so when you come back out here, <laughs> I'm like that that sounded like a, that sounded like an event right there. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. like No, I think you just wow, you just touched on so, so many key aspects. I mean, the environment piece, I mean, people people getting trapped into the cycle. I mean, just as a community society, not even community society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're sold this dream, go to school, get good grades, yeah. go to college. And, you know, I, I know firsthand that, you know, I have two degrees and, mm-hmm. and that still didn't even help me land a, a decent job. Like, you know, wow. when, I, when I got out here, you know, I thought I was, you know, you know, marketing major, you know, I thought, you know, I have big things and marketing mm-hmm. to, to most people is okay. You're going to be selling pillows at, at Kroger. And, you know, not to sound bougie, but I didn't, you know, spend six years of my life to be selfless to people like that. That ain't it. Um, So I just think as, as parents, as older people, we got to start, we got to start instilling into these kids that, okay, cool. You, if you find something that you're passionate about, that is a job. Cool. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but it's the fact that you have to have a plan B. You have to have you have to be, you have to be doing something on your own. You have to be creating something for you, for your family, um, Mm -hmm. as a parent, because I'm not one, but as a parent, what are some things that you, um, are going to, or have even now started instilling into your son 
um, to have, you know, that, that entrepreneurial mindset in him. Right. Um, you know what, before my son was even born, I mean, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, like we started investing with him straight oh, up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, right now. <laughs> the way with inflation, I'm like, look, <laughs> you will, I will not be taking out a loan in my name for you to go to college. <laughs> but no, I hope y'all write that down. Start investing for your Start team. investing. <laughs> um, but when he started to get older, we would talk to him about his investment. And so we would tell him, like, you know, Emeka, like, you know, we're putting money away. And so we started teaching him about just money and how money works and just how money flows to you. Um, he, you know, will always, especially when he was younger, he'd always go into the office with us. And so we would just make it very clear. This is you. This is you know, you can own this. This is our family business. So I made him a part of just the process. Mm, um, and like, you know, he has his little things, like he sells his toys um, to his cousins and stuff. And so it's just like really just keeping him involved and showing him the entrepreneur aspects of life. Yeah. Um, and just letting him, I want to, he's really into art. So it's just like giving him the opportunity to create mm -hmm. and then kind of showing him how to create and then sell. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and just kind of like build and stuff. So it's been really, uh, it's been really fun uh, just because I feel like I'm, I'm getting the chance to kind of do what my parents did to me. Yeah. It's like having them around this amazing environment where it's just like, whatever you want to do, you can do. Yeah. As long as you put your mind to it and you work hard, you can yeah. do whatever. Um, and so I think those are pretty much the things that I do. Um, I go to the farms a lot. So I, um, Saturdays I uh, go to, uh, uh, one of the farms out here in Oak Grove. And so I take him with me and I let him see firsthand, like, this is what mommy's doing. This is how mommy is picking like these fruits. Like, you know, we go to farmer's markets. And so I'm showing him like, you know, the seasonal fruits and stuff like that, but really just keeping your child like involved I think that's really important to keep your child if you are a single mom or just a mom and you're starting a business walk them through the process yeah because like and when you do that like really they might you may not think they're listening but they truly are definitely um because that was something for me like my parents I remember when I, I was young but we were going through you know looking for offices and I would go and walk through and look around because I thought like okay this is our office you know <laughs> and <laughs> Um, but it was amazing because when I was 16, I started my own business. I was doing like, uh, clubs and stuff mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Cause like my dad, he kind of just let me do it, but my dad was just like, wow. Like he was like, you kind of knew everything like what to do, but it's just like, when you raise your child in that environment, yeah. like they, they really will pick up. I think that that's absolutely amazing. And I think that, that need, we need to normalize that um, because I think our generation, um, maybe not you, because you know, you had no parents, but for those of us who were not fortunate enough to, you know, you know, actually have parents in the entrepreneurial world, you know, nobody taught us how to be entrepreneurs. And so most of us are literally grinding out, out the mud, trying to figure it out. Um, and so it's like, we have a due diligence to, to, to make it easier for the next generation, to make it easier yeah. for, for our future kids, for the children that we have now to really show them the process to, to show them how we're doing it. Because like you said, even if they're not, you know, talking to you about it, they're, it's, they're being a sponge. They're, they're picking yeah. up that knowledge. And so 
I think that that is that is motivation right there. Oh yeah. And my son, like, you know, and he's, you know, he's, he's seen me. Like he, he has definitely seen, like he sees what I do. Mm-hmm. He sees how I do it, but he understands the long hours yeah. um, that I work. You know what I'm saying? And, but he sees like it from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just beautiful. Cause it's just kind of like, he's excited. He's motivated. You know, he'll be at school. Like my mommy sells juices. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shh. <laughs> kids should yes they should be excited and you know and even with the the politics going on even down to that like I explain to him what's going on you know and just keep him involved I love it I love it now what is one business goal that you have um 2020 is coming to an end I know it's been a super crazy year most people are actually planning for 2021 now oh Um, I'm already 21 (laughs) has already started if you if you guys don't know um if you don't make your 2021 goals in December it's 2021 has already started so what is one business goal that you have for 2021 you know what for 2021 I am going to take the heat up like I, I'm okay seriously, like <laughs> I am working on a project. I'm actually working on doing a juice truck. Um, so, yes. So that's my goal It's just to take the heat up, um, and just really align myself like with more black women entrepreneurs in Sacramento. I've been meeting so many amazing people and every time I'm talking, like, I mean, just filled with so much like you know you, you think when you're an entrepreneur that you know it all and then you meet somebody else and you're just like oh yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's just like you. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, you know, um but like my goal I think this my goal this year um is to start with a juice truck um and just be more you know build a dynasty. Yeah build a corporation and um, inspire other people. I want to be able to go into schools, especially working with kids and, you know, having a child. But that's, I just really want to focus on like nutrition and health. And especially for me personally, my health. It has always been a struggle for me um, growing up. So yeah, but look for me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, how important do you think it is that women support one another? It is 110% important. And one thing I do want to say, and just for the record, especially when it comes to Black women supporting each other, something that I have struggled, because, you know, when you go through life, when we go through a lot of traumatic experiences as Black women, and sometimes it's very weird to get support because we're always like, why? What are you doing? Uh, You trying to steal my business. You know what I'm saying? And I want to, like, even, like, even starting when I first started Juice by Kenya, that was one thing I felt like this pressure of like, I have to be defensive of everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And I think black women, and I'm speaking to myself right now, we have to let other black women support us mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Does that make sense? Yeah. And give people the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and, and understand that they're not doing like anything underhanded to you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because I, 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 I have actually lost some friends this year 
just being defensive and being like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, you yes. know, you try to steal my business, you know? Yeah. But just, like, we have to let Black women in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, if we're able to give it, we should be able to receive it. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing when it comes mm-hmm. to supporting Black women is making sure we're not always in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we need to make sure that we're treating Black women as family. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you got something, you feel something, just say it. And, you know, be real, be open, be honest about it. Um, but truly support Black women, because we yeah. need it. It's a lot. We already go through a lot when we walk out these doors. We go through a lot with our mental health. You know, we're, we're already going through a lot. But if you're going to support a Black woman, truly support a Black woman, if you're the one receiving it or if you're the one giving it. Wow. So that would be, yeah. Girl, that's, let me you know. I actually have never. That's, that's, you, that's being 30, honey. That's growing up. that is so that is such a mature answer and you know as many women as I have connected with I've never even no one's ever even even said that you know really um honing in on being the receiver um Mm -hmm. because you know we're always talking about okay you know you need to support you need to support you need to support but how can you accept like how mm-hmm. you, like you have to make sure that you're open to that as well because yeah. um like you said a lot of women can be defensive a lot of women um i don't know i i guess it's just deeply rooted generational curses i don't know why we mm-hmm. um we think others are are out to get us especially mm-hmm. um our own but um I think it's definitely something that comes from the inside and definitely um, the heart work. Like you really have to, you got to fix whatever healing that you you got to, you got to heal because the only way that you're going to be open and receptive to others in anything, in in support and love, um, you have to heal yourself. And so that's only a, a personal journey. That's only something that can be, can be done on the personal level. But mm-hmm. that's a great, great point because if you aren't healed, you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to, to accept, you know, that love, that support, yes. um, or give it. Um, and yes. so it all starts from healing. Um, mm-hmm. wow. That was, that was, that was good. Um, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> you know, out of everybody who is going to be listening to this, who is Kenya trying to connect with like what type of people um are you looking to connect with um who do you want to reach out to you who are you trying to network with you know what i am trying to connect with black women and black women only (laughs) um just you know for me i have been there's my life like when i look at it like you know there was one point when i was a single mom I was actually on cash aid and food stamps, all of that girl. Um, when I first, uh, when I moved back to uh, California from Boston, I ended up leaving my son's father. That's a whole other story. Um, and I remember just being very frustrated and embarrassed, like having the parents that I have. I remember being very frustrated. That's why I went into corporate America. But I remember being very frustrated because I'm just like, I want to be able to, you know, enjoy the good, cool health stuff. I want to be able to walk into a juice bar and not feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my son, at one point, he, uh, his milk, I had to go to Whole Foods and get it with an EBT card. Mm-hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? And it was embarrassing. And it was even more embarrassing, like, going there and not even seeing a representation of ourselves. Right. And so when I look at, like, who is my audience or what I do, my audience is just Black women, and I'm rooting for everybody Black. And Black women, I want us, like, I don't care if how you work, where you work, you're an entrepreneur, you're working, you're a single mom, you want, like, my juices are affordable, mm-hmm. and it's for everybody. You see what I'm saying? And it's, I think that's what's going to bring us together universally. Um, It's just being able to help everyone. You know, eventually I want to be able to open up an actual juice bar in Sacramento where all Black women can come and sit and read a book, enjoy some music and drink some juice, maybe grab a coffee. Um, But I, I honestly, I'm for everyone. I'm for the working mom because I, you know, was the working mom. I was the, you know, nine to five. And one thing I noticed is like when I was going to work, I was always stopping to get some coffee, you know, stopping to get some juice from other places. So I want to be able to deliver to everyone. Um, No matter the income, no matter, you know, like I'm here, I got y'all. Um, and side note, her juices are very good. Um, <laughs> they, they are actually very good. Um, I've tried a few flavors. I think my favorite one that I tried was what the cucumber one. It was the Ooh, cool yeah. one, not the, the one that burned. Cooler. That's my favorite. <laughs> and then you do do um, seasonal. So, what yeah. are your juice flavors that are out right now? Yes. Yeah, so now we are into the fall menu and. Mm-hmm. I love fall and I love winter. Like, yes. Um, but right now I have a really fun, fun juice called Spice Pear. And so it's ginger, pear, and spinach. <clears throat> excuse me. Ginger, pear, and spinach with like a hint of apple. Mm. It's so good, girl. The ginger is great for inflammation. Of course, you know, like your pear. I mean, I mean, the spinach, everything is just good. It blends so well. Mm. Um, I have another drink called Sweet Thing. Um, so it has sweet potato girl. And of course that, that's from uh Shaka Khan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it you know, it has sweet potatoes, um, which is very crazy, carrots, apple, and a hit of cinnamon. Mm. And cinnamon's really good for you, especially if you want like trying to curb your appetite, lose weight, like even like your blood pressure, trying to get your blood pressure down. Um, girl, but I have so many just new fall flavors on the menu, and they're just nice and tasty. Like, honestly, because I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, I don't drink juice because it it just looks weird and it's nasty. But I'm like, no, let me, let me bring you to the, to to the real side over here. I love it. Now, um, do you have any upcoming places that you're going to be pop up, um, vendor spots that you're going to be at? Yes, actually, uh, I'm actually closing out self-care. Well, I'll be a vendor at Self-Care Sunday this coming Sunday um, on November 8th, um, as well as like I'm just relaunching my website. uh, So that way you'll be able to go on order off the website. Um, I'll be delivering um, as well as I'll be shipping very soon. Oh, yes. So I'm super excited for that. Also, I'm updating my website with the blog. Um, so okay. you'll see, me, you'll see me start blogging a bit more. And really my blog is not necessarily just for like, you know, health wise, but just, just talking as a black woman. Uh-huh. And so once a month, you know, I'll have topics and all that and just kind of just being more engaging. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now, um, I am going to, to share all of your information, um, yes. uh, as well, but best way for somebody to order, where should they go? Yes. So right now you can go to www.juicebykenya.com. 
Um, I'm on Instagram, Juice by Kenya, um, as well as Facebook. You can like me on Facebook, Juice by Kenya. So and, <laughs> huh? I said so yeah. simple that everything is the same. <laughs> yes, honey. Everything is the same. Um, if you have any questions, I'm always I'm always asking questions um, or answering questions on Instagram. Reach out to me. I think I do more live stories on there and all that good stuff. And I'll be giving out some merch pretty soon. Ooh. So definitely make sure y'all follow me. Okay, now. Uh, yes, and we have a wellness box coming out, so that's gonna be really fun. Oh, a wellness box. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I'm keeping up with uh, one of my good friends in the area. And uh -huh. yeah, we're going to rock it, girl. Wow. I am so excited for you. It seems like business is booming. Girl, um, I'm like, yes, Lord. <laughs> I love to see it. I really, really do. Um, so I, I just want to thank you so much um, for coming on here. Like I said, you were the last puzzle piece for me even um getting this off the ground so i just I, you know thank you um yeah. real things happen when women connect um especially Period. black women for sure and so i know we are uh business besties for sure yes and i'll be in the a soon honey yes girl come see me <laughs> come see me um so yes um, like I said, all of your information will be at the end. So um, I'm super excited for people to connect with you again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank love you. you. I love you too. I will see you next time, girl. Yes, girl. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. And just like that, it's a wrap. I appreciate every single person that decided to join us today. I pray you receive value um, to be able to take that next step to the life that you deserve. Um, make sure you go ahead and follow Kenya um, on all social media platforms, um, on Instagram at Juice by Kenya, on Facebook at Juice by Kenya. Her website is alive and well and active. Place all orders at www.juicebykenya.com. Make sure you go ahead and like our Facebook page at WCW The Podcast. Um, definitely, you know, place your feedback. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from, um, from individuals as well. Um, if you know somebody who, you know, has a testimony to share, who's definitely changing the narrative um, in their family and in their, their, their household, definitely get them in contact with me. Um, you can send me a message um, at wcwthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, I appreciate everybody for tuning in and I will see you guys next week. Thank you.